Are you working? Are you working? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. We'll record a podcast. We'll record a podcast. I hope. I hope. We just tried to record and then it like fucked itself after 30 seconds and couldn't get it to record again, but it seems like it's working right now. Okay. Great. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to episode First Time in Forever. It's the first time in forever. <laughs> we'll finally record our podcast. No, no, no. Oh, you started it. Yeah, and it should have ended then. <laughs> um, so when we left off, it was the start of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Everything was on lockdown, right? Yeah. And, and what did we say? If we can't record during quarantine, <laughs> <laughs> and then we only did it once... I'm baking Sterling's um, birthday cake, so fill for time, Jackie. Oh, okay. (sighs) All right. First of all, turn that goddamn timer off. (laughs) You wake the kids. So, since since quarantine ended, no wait, quarantine hasn't ended. Um, Since Angie went back to work and is working from home, and our children went to daycare, our whole life is so much better. I mean, it's not perfect because there's still a global pandemic, (laughs) but it has been so amazing having them in daycare. Their daycare is so wonderful. The kids are so happy. Um, Angie is so much lighter than she was. She was a real... Debbie Downer. I wasn't a Debbie Downer because I was worried about the kids' daycare. That's not fair. That's not what I said. Not because you were worried about the kids' daycare, because just before, when you were home with them all the day, every day, you just were miserable. Yeah, because I wasn't able to do the things that made me feel better, like photography and other stuff. But, yeah, they're at a really good daycare sort of getting back into normalcy we've opened up our bubble to some people and just a bit it's still a pretty small bubble yeah I'm I don't know I'm getting over the social distancing situation but there's you nothing we can do about it working from home yeah working from home is great but I want to be able to hang out with my friends that's the like the fucked up thing about this is that I feel like I have more time Mm-hmm. But I have less to do with it because our friends are, they're not in our bubble and mm-hmm. we're not in there. So we don't really see them and mm-hmm. that sucks and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm sure all day, every day, people are just talking about. Yeah, nobody wants to hear us talk about this <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, well, what else? Sterling turned four. Yeah, yesterday. That was, ooh, it smells good in here. Angie's baking her cake for her big, huge, frozen-themed, very small, actually, birthday party tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so I might have, you might hear the timer go off many more times because the recipe that I'm using doesn't know the size of pan I'm using. And I poured way more batter into that pan <laughs> than it calls for, so it needs to bake way more than it says. So, uh, yeah, I decided I was going to make the cake myself. Using a box cake. I'm going to decorate it. It's really about the decorations anyway. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know why I even cared about it initially because I don't really like cake that much. So And you don't like chocolate cake on top of it and Sterling no. wants chocolate. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I was like, you shouldn't use a box cake. And then I was like, wait, nope, don't care, actually. <laughs> and we learned after spending $32 on a very fancy, rich, delicious pie that she prefers the cheap shit store-bought cupcakes anyways. So she's got no taste. She just wants the sugar. Yeah. She's a four-year-old. She's not like, oh, buttercream frosting with like lemon zest. It's and really like funny that you say that because you were like, I don't want to use that shitty frosting. I'm going to get buttercream frosting. <laughs> well, I'm actually only got buttercream because the video blog that I used to, uh, for decorations of how to decorate it, for decorations, for directions about how to decorate it, <laughs> told me to use buttercream, so I may as well use that, mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah, she was very excited about her birthday. She got a giant-ass dollhouse from us and my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, so many other things. We Angie's idea, which I thought was so clever, because we really struggled to try and find ways to make it special. Because it is quite a small gathering. It's just our family, pretty much. Um, So Angie came up with the idea of letting her choose her own breakfast. And we said, like, anything you want. It doesn't have to be a breakfast food. And so she chose chocolate ice cream with birthday sprinkles. Because she's a legend. (laughs) And then Angie decided it would be super fun to surprise her at daycare. Um, so she showed up with a pinata and like party favors for the kids and cupcakes and Mm -hmm. it sounded like everyone had a really good time and then you came to get me and we got home and she walked into this like I'm not kidding this dollhouse is like my height (laughs) I'm not tall but like it's a person's height it's really big um there's actually a good story about the dollhouse thing Oh, for fuck's sake. You tell this. This is your story. Well, so... Well, the dollhouse thing was all your idea. No, my mom's idea. Oh. My mom wanted to get her a dollhouse. And I was like... Hmm. At first, I was like, we don't really have room for it. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, I think she would actually really like it. And we could, like, move this and that and make room for it. Mm -hmm. So then... I was originally looking at small ones. But the majority of the small ones are plastic and shitty and you said if we're gonna get one I want to get a wood one like a good one yeah so as soon as you start looking at wood ones that are good that are they just sort of like increase in size (laughs) and also I just like wasn't a dollhouse kid so I wasn't aware of how large they could get I didn't know this was a thing I really didn't like I don't think I ever saw a dollhouse like this when I was a kid yeah I definitely wanted the Barbie like mansion and stuff the like pink plastic yeah shit yeah i mean everything was pink and plastic when we were kids we grew up in the 80s so i found one on facebook marketplace that i was like okay this is big but i think we'll be able to fit it and it was cool because it had like a garage and an elevator and like all this stuff and someone was selling it for like a 100 bucks so i was like okay well and we do try with a lot of things to get secondhand stuff just well always carbon footprint etc yeah and like saving money yeah Um, so I drove like an hour out of our city to go get this thing (laughs) and 
through our conversations with the person that I'm buying it from, there was no like and talk. The, and the picture. Picture was deceiving. Yeah. The picture made it not look as massive as it was. Um, but there was no like talk about it being like a porch pickup or anything because that's kind of what people are doing now. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to see each other. Like, I'll just put it on the porch. But like, okay, so I get there and I'm, I walk up to the porch and it's like filled the porch. Mm-hmm. It must have been like five feet by five feet. Like, seriously, like five feet across, five feet tall. And like feet too, way deeper than the one. one. Yeah, probably like a foot and a half deep, if not more. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I'm thinking, okay, this guy's going to come outside and help me with this and at least take it to the car. I don't know if it's going to fit, but we can at least see. So I'm like, knock, knock, knock. And I can hear them inside. I can hear there's kids inside. So I'm like, okay, I wait a couple minutes. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they didn't hear me. Knock, knock, knock a little bit louder. Still no response. I text or I message him being like, hey, I'm here. No response. So I'm like, well, for fuck's sake. So I have to pick up this massive thing and get it down their front stairs and then squeeze in between their vehicles on through their driveway without like smashing into them, which was so hard to do. And I, the only thing I could do was like put my arms through the windows of this dollhouse and have it like scratching up and cutting my arms off mm-hmm. <laughs> as I'm like shimmying between like a giant van and like a fancy car to get it down their driveway to the street and I just put it at the back of our car and as soon as I look I'm like this is not fitting there's no way we can get it and we have a new Volkswagen Tiguan SUV yeah, where the like, seats go all the way down it's pretty big like, it's not massive, but it's pretty big. Yeah, you can move things in it. Like, reasonable size things. Mm-hmm. So then I'm messaging him more, being like, maybe if he comes out and helps me, or maybe he has some sort of, like, idea about, like, taking it apart. No response. I go back up. I knock again even louder. Still no response. And I'm like, well, for fuck's sakes. So I just take it and I put it back. I shimmy my way back up. I'm like smashing it now on each stair because I can't lift it. It was way easier to go down. But having to like take it back up each stair, I was like, bang, step, bang. How are they not hearing this? (laughs) They were ignoring me for sure. They just Mm. wanted, I think they knew how large it was. And they thought if they came out and acknowledged that they were there, that I wouldn't take it because I'd be like, dude, this thing is fucking massive. No one wants this in their house. This Mm -hmm. like albatross. Mm Mm-hmm. So I put it back on their porch and I was like, I messaged him because I was still considering like maybe we could borrow a truck. Smells like cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I messaged him. I was like, maybe I'll get my brother's truck and we'll like come back tomorrow. But it seems really big. And then as soon as I drove away, he was like, wait, wait, or have you left yet? I can deliver it to you. And I was like, dude, why didn't you offer to deliver it to me? In the first place? In the fucking first place. You know how big it is, motherfucker. Um, then we reconsidered that one. Yeah. We were like, that's... I was like, no. That's really big. Yeah. Very unreasonable. So we got one that is still quite large, but I feel it's like... Reasonably large. It is reasonably large. It's about the same, like, width and depth as her old dresser that we still have with very little in it. So we're just going to move that to the patio, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that was her big prize, prize present. But then my brother bought her this like leapfrog tablet thing, which I suggested. Su- suggested 
in a weak moment and then immediately totally regretted it and was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have told him to get her that because it seems to be occupying all her brain space. Well, she did. She had a whole, what, day and half a day maybe of playing with her dollhouse. Well, she didn't just get the dollhouse. The dollhouse is wonderful and super cool and she's very into it. But And we bought like a bunch of little people for it which oh my god we wanted to get diverse little people because the world is not all white black lives matter Matter. yeah and fucking the black dolls were cheaper than the white dolls and it really is like this microcosm of the world it's fucked it's fucked anyways that really bothered me Um, but Angie found this really cool, um, karaoke microphone. It's basically like a microphone with a Bluetooth speaker attached to it. So you can just find whatever song on like Spotify or wherever. And you can sing to it through your little speaker that's attached to your microphone. She thinks she's a star, I think now. Yeah. Anyway, enough about her. What else is going on? <laughs> enough about her. <laughs> enough about Sterling and her birthday. Um, How is parenting for you right now? It's okay. Why? Why are you laughing? For one, you seem surprised by the question, which is strange because this podcast is about us being baby mamas. It was more about us getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can't really talk about that anymore because it's already over. Well, we could talk about the fact that people want our sperm. It's in high demand right now. Well. I guess our donor. I don't know if anyone out there uses Zytec, but I was kind of alarmed to know that Zytec just automatically like signs you up for their like sort of crude version of Facebook donors with the other people who've used your donor or something whatever it's called it's called zyconex oh right uh and then people in there just like post pictures of their kids and like share which is cool on one level um yeah it's interesting to see how much of how awesome they look is because of us (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's interesting to see the the other kids but i would have liked to like consent more to yeah having seen because it just sort of happened where it was like someone's connected with you and I was like oh what is this click click and I was like oh suddenly seeing pictures of babies and it weirded me out at first yeah it kind of weirded me out too I was like I don't want to necessarily know like I know intellectually these Mm -hmm. kids exist but I wasn't ready for photos yeah and names and all that yeah it totally weirded me out because like some of them are like yeah let's get the siblings together and you're like Ooh, like, yes, they have the same genetics, but they're not siblings. Well, none of ours have said that. No, but you said some other people on there were like, eh, and like getting together and stuff, which I find so weird. I don't see what other people are doing. You're making this up. Oh, no, we talked about it because somebody on Facebook, I think. One of our Facebook friends did that. Did that. There we yeah. go. See, I'm remembering the right information. I just uh-huh, put it in the uh-huh. wrong context. Anyway, so uh, someone put on there, does anyone have any, like, samples left? I'd love to give my child a sibling. And uh, 
and our donor has stopped donating and or I think he must have reached like the limit of live births because he got a lot of kids. Which I find to be so interesting because he's not like, I don't know, you wouldn't think by looking at him, he would be in high demand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we picked him for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was that he kind of looks like my family. <laughs> but he um, he wasn't actually our first choice. No. Either. We just no. got him because our first donor like ran out. And we're like, okay, and skipped to the next guy. Which was so great because the first donor's sperm count, wash sperm, but still, his sperm count seemed way lower than what we ended up with. It was on, like, the bottom end of what you're guaranteed. I can't remember. Was it, like, 500 billion or 500 million or I don't <laughs> A trillion? I have no idea. <laughs> what you said, what you just said didn't make sense. His sperm count seemed way lower than what we ended up with? Yeah. The first guy? That doesn't make sense, that sentence. Are you His... correcting my grammar right no, now? No, I just want to know what you're trying to say. The first donor had way lower sperm count than the one we ended up with. Oh, I thought you meant... Okay, I see. Never mind. Anyway. Anyway, so... we This person's in the States, and I called our clinic to find out how much it is to ship there. Mm-hmm. And it's like $2,000 baseline to ship it. Among, like, other things, like shipping insurance and storage and all this other stuff and so when I told her that she like ghosted me Mm. or she was like I'll talk to my family and see and then she ghosted me well which was weird too because I mean I think it would have been nice for her to just be like "Ooh, I don't think we can swing that which is totally reasonable but we she had asked like okay and how much do you want for it and we were like nothing we're not going to charge you for it because we understand what that desire to have your kids be like genetically related is like so I think it was kind of weird given like that we were being really understanding and generous that she didn't just say oh like that's because you even said like it's a lot we were surprised we were surprised to hear it and well the other thing is that we just have one vial but we have stopped paying for storage because we kind of were like okay we're like we can let it go but I don't think they're legally allowed to destroy it. No, we have to pay, like, re-institute our storage or, like, pay our back fees before they'll yeah. release it. So mm-hmm. that's in there, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then someone else emailed and was like, oh, I saw that you have some sperm left because I put it on the, like, Zyconex message board, which I will say we've never posted pictures of our kids on there. No. Um, I no. know I... We post our kids publicly, like, on our Instagram, at Baby Mama's Podcast, Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I just feel weird about putting them on there. Mm-hmm. Specifically. Specifically, yeah. yeah without yeah. their consent. Like, maybe they don't want all their donor siblings to know what they look like or anything about them. So, whatever. Yeah. Plus, we just make everyone jealous. <laughs> I mean, we would. Our children are beautiful little humans. They are. Our little cherub Aryan yeah. babies. <laughs> it's crazy. All of the kids are blonde. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. No, this... there's... Isn't there one? The one that has the same name as uh, one of our children? <laughs> he... <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're both... Okay, there's a, there's another kid named Silas. Mm. Odd. All right. Um, uh. He was so new. That you can't tell. But right, then I if think, you looked at Silas when he was born, he had dark hair. Yeah. 
And I think that later on she posted that he went blonde, just like Silas did. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, strong blonde jeans with this donor. Which I didn't think was a thing. I thought blonde was a recessive gene. I don't know. And like, (sighs) this cake thing. Very elaborate cake thing. Mm. sorry <laughs> um so yeah angie um angie has managed all of the contact for these people for some reason i just can't i don't know it just i think it's just weird it just weirds me out in a way that i can't really put my finger on and i don't want to talk to these people and it's not like i don't like i don't feel threatened or anything but i just don't i don't know I don't know how to explain it. It just weirds me out. But. You don't even have to talk to them. That's the thing. I just, I lurk and I look at the pictures and I just sort of like, yeah, I just lurk. And occasionally we'll say something because one person was like, oh my God, this sperm donor only has boy sperm or something like that. And I was like, um, I have a daughter, but I think there's only two girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of boys. Tons of boys. Anyway, so then someone else messaged me and wants the sperm, so they, then I had to go back to the first woman and be like, yo, someone else wants it, you're not getting back to me, and she said that she actually met someone the day after she talked to her clinic about what to do and, like, how to ship the sperm to her clinic, so she was like, I see the beauty in in both options, one of, like, having another sibling and then one of, like seeing what happens with this person so yeah wait with what person she's just like a single mom like chosen single mom oh wow yeah one of my coworkers did that i think that's like the bravest thing i've ever heard of (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) it is uh, i can't imagine yeah so uh i told the other couple oh yeah and then she said move on but if they don't take it like get back in touch with me so i was like okay back to the first the second couple and said it's yours if you want it and then i'm just waiting for them to tell me what their clinic says so Hmm. i'm gonna ship off our jizz (laughs) will you be sad about it no i think it makes me feel good that we can help somebody else because it mattered to us we wanted i mean i think for that first woman it's a bit different because their her kids would be related anyway because they're both coming out of her um that's but, true. Like, mm-hmm. it mattered more to me because our kids were going to have different moms. <laughs> Do have different moms. <laughs> um, biologically. Yeah. Birth yeah. Moms? Birth moms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The genetic piece is way easier for her. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hmm. Like, they'll still be related. They just won't be, like, full siblings, which, whatever. How weird, though, for that kid. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but to be like the older kid be like oh yeah mom had me with like a donor and then met someone and now my sibling is it part of this little family unit and I'm like this donor kid I don't know Mm. I guess maybe it would I I can't imagine they would feel like different no but it it would maybe depend on how the new parent treats them yeah it would just sort of like be I don't know, just different, I guess. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's no different than stepkids, right? 
I guess so, except there's no... I don't know. Anyway. This is a great podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> timer's going off. We don't even know what they're talking about. Oya. So, I've been struggling with my mental health. It's been a sort of recent, maybe, realization, but an ongoing struggle for a while. It's not constant. It's like, what do you say? Every month or every other month? Something takes me out, whether it be a migraine or feeling sick, like nauseous, or having major anxiety, or I don't know. Just being tired, being wiped, as you say. Yeah, like today, lately it's not anxiety, it's like um, headaches and just feeling completely drained like I feel not drained but just like flat like unmotivated I don't have any energy I don't have any like pep I just feel really like and that bums me out because I feel like I'm not my I'm not like the best mom I can be when I'm like this and it bothers me and it makes you resent me and it's just hard. It doesn't make me resent you. It makes me resentful. Mm. <laughs> I feel like they're different. Okay. Because it's not, like, aimed specifically at you. I'm not like, meh. I'm resentful of Jackie. Mm. It's just sort of like a feeling of, like, frustration. Okay. That's fair. But, yeah, I just kind of realized that, like, Because Angie, a few times Angie got frustrated and was like, it's just like every other month this happens. And then, I don't know, just like I had a good chat with a a friend at work and it kind of made me realize that if I looked at like the big picture of what I've been sort of doing or experiencing, I guess, for the last year, that it has been pretty constant or consistent, I guess, not constant. So, I think that maybe I need to do something more to help myself. I'm still on medication. Um, I try and sleep well and eat well. And I go for these five and five and a half K hilly walks every day at work now. So, I've been really trying to take better care of myself and like bought myself some clothes, got some nice new like face stuff, like that kind of like more specific self care that I really hadn't been doing. Ooh, and I got my hair did. I have so much gray hair. I've had it for a long time, but it's getting worse now. And so, my brilliant idea to try and cover it up was to dye my hair purple. <laughs> And everybody is like, it looks so good. And I think it looks awesome. I really like it. I've always wanted to do something kind of a bit more drastic. And I was really ready for something, something fun and yeah, interesting. So that was, that's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So 
I guess, keep you updated on your mental health. Hopefully we can find a good balance because I don't think it's working for you and it's not working for me. Yeah, and it just gives me so much mom guilt and it also gives me wife guilt because I'm not, like, participating as much as I normally do. Um, But I'm also kind of like, okay, so is this leftover PTSD from when I was, like, off on a stress leave from work when I got, like, traumatized at work? Um, Or is this leftover postpartum? Or is this made worse because of the pandemic? Or is this, like, everything? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of stuff. So I just... I just want to feel better and be more consistent and um but I also am like really struggling with the feeling that not only am I not a good not a bad mom but like not the best mom um why you're unable to be present sometimes yeah but I also just like feel like you can't deal with it and it makes me really sad I can deal with it, and I have been dealing with it, but it's reaching... But not with empathy. You have, like, no empathy for me when it happens. When I'm, like, having a migraine or whatever, you'll say things that are really hurtful to me, like, when was the last time I got to just stay in bed all day? I'm like, wow, it's not something I'm choosing, and it's not fun. Having a migraine all day sucks balls. It's awful. Um, But for you... It doesn't seem like an illness or like something that's out of my control. So when the issue comes up, you'll say things like, well, you need to, like, this is unacceptable. Like, you need to fix it. Like, as though I'm No, you're, okay, not. you are, like, painting me in such a bad light. Here. I'm not trying to paint you in a bad light. You are, I'm you're, saying you're, I, you're taking things feels. that happened in one conversation recently, mm-hmm. and I was talking about this ongoing issue of you having persistent migraines and persistent issues that make you have to sleep all day Mm -hmm. that ongoingness is what's unacceptable not like you have a migraine right now this is unacceptable get out of bed no that's not that's that's how you make it sound oh that's not what i meant what i'm saying is like you but you but i'm not lying that you don't and i'm you're not able to empathize when i'm struggling well what i will say is that it's it's getting to be cumulative at this point. You have compassion fatigue. I don't know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Through my whole pregnancy, after Silas was born, all the postpartum, it's been, he's, he's over two. So it's been like two and a half years. And my, I think what really like, and I can't, like I said that, I've said this to you. I understand why you feel resentful. I get where you're coming from, but it doesn't it doesn't feel okay and it doesn't help. Right? Like it just makes me feel worse. <laughs> Which um obviously doesn't help when I'm already having a shitty whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I don't want to ever make you feel worse and I want to be able to like But I also know like it must It's like a mirror or something. Like, it must, things must be really shitty if you're at that point because it's so not you to be like that, to be cold or like dismissive or something. So, yeah, it is like 
that's what it is now it's like when you aren't able to be present for whatever reason if it's a migraine or it triggers you it totally triggers me and I and then I just shut down because I'm like okay today's gonna be another Saturday when I'm doing the majority of the childcare and I don't get to hang out with my wife and that sucks because I want to be able to like go on a hike or do A, B, C, and D, whatever it is that we planned or that we talked about. A, B, C, D, F, G? Yeah. (laughs) So. Mm. Yeah. I get very disappointed also because I get excited about that stuff because the other thing too is like right now with quarantine, I'm in this apartment all day. Yeah. And then I leave briefly to drop you off at work, drop off the kids, come back here, leave briefly to pick you up, pick up the kids, come back here. So when the weekend comes, I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but the hard thing, too, is that I find a lot of comfort in being home. And I also feel a lot better when I'm like, I feel like I'm on top of things at home. So I want to get a lot of stuff done on the weekend. And you get really frustrated because you just want to go. And I'm like, oh, but I've been gone all week. This is like finally the time I have to be here and be productive. So it's we're kind of in at odds with our like wants on the weekend sometimes mm-hmm. it's yeah it's hard because the other thing is like I have such a hard time handling the kids in this tiny space that we have mm-hmm. and so as you always want to they... leave and if I'm not feeling well I'm like I can't do it but then if we stay in everyone's miserable and I'm not really that helpful anyways but you don't ever want me to just stay here and take the kids out because that's feels more lonely to you I think yeah so it's, yeah, it's, it's not great, but it's not like that every weekend. It's like maybe one out of four to one out of, maybe say one out of six on average. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. every month, month, every month, month and a half or two months, there's something mm-hmm. that makes you unavailable. And that's what I find unacceptable is the fact that it's so frequent. It's different if it happens mm-hmm. like every six here months or, or here like, or there yeah. because it's yeah. like, yeah, we get sick. We all do, yeah. but not every month but the thing that I was having a hard time with with that is that um this is just where I'm at in my mental health journey and I'm doing a lot of things I'm doing as much as I can right now or have been to take care of myself and it's not something that I get to choose it could be like this for a little bit longer and it's not my fault so it's hard because you've said some a few times you've said things like well you're not you're obviously not doing what you need to do to get better and I don't know what that means because I don't know what else to do I mean obviously we've talked about it and um I'm gonna talk to to my doctor and we're trying to go back to counseling which I think will help a lot and we both will I think we should both be in counseling together and separately the problem with that is just that it's so expensive and logistics of like getting childcare during covid well they that's the thing they do it online now yeah but we can't have a counseling session with our children around no but it's easier well we could maybe well, oh, i don't know during nap time and if sterling's like watching uh, something I don't but know. then that's like a long <laughs> time yeah anyway we wouldn't have to like go somewhere you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a little bit of a deep dive. 
whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what this is for. This podcast is for sharing our life, and we have always been really candid. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't think this is something that we can't figure out because we've gone through a lot of stuff, and I know we will, and I hope that I don't struggle with mental health like this for the rest of my life, but I'm just going to keep plugging away and doing my best, and hopefully... It won't be like this for too long. I don't know. And what I meant by um, when I'm saying, like, you're obviously not doing what you need to do is more so meaning what you're doing isn't working. Mm -hmm. Because if it were, you wouldn't still be having this issue of... Which is not entirely realistic. I think. Some people just struggle intermittently with their mental health throughout their whole life, right? Some stuff is chronic. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't have it before doesn't mean... I mean, I've... I can't say that I've, like, been f- completely mentally healthy. Is that a thing? For my whole life, but it's definitely worse now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So... Should we talk about my crazy-ass brother? Of course. (laughs) Instead of a crazy mom story, we have a crazy brother story. So it all started back at the start of quarantine. My mom was like... And this is when everything was shut down, when they were like, don't hang out with anybody, stay in your house, go outside for walks, like, within your household bubble, and... It was at the time when we were all sort of like, what's going to happen? I don't know. Everything's crazy. Um, And my mom was like, are you going to go visit your brother in Merritt, which is like a three-hour drive from here, three or four-hour drive? It depends on how many pee stops you have to make. (laughs) And I was like, nope. She's like, you're not going to go see him this summer? I was like, nope. She's like, why? And I'm like, because of COVID social distancing you're not supposed to go outside your city you're not supposed to go and see people outside of your household and then she's like well your brother's getting married you know but talking about my other brother who lives in Ontario I guess is made some plan to come here this summer during a pandemic a global pandemic and have a wedding while everyone else who's actually pre-planned their wedding has postponed it, he decides, I'm going to throw one together. Oh, and by the way, Wait. oh, it's going to be this summer at my our mutual brother's property. And I was like, still no, because and actually even more no, because that means he's getting on a plane and flying here. And then he's just going to get off the plane and then be around a whole bunch of people. After being on a plane with a whole bunch of strangers, with recycled air, in a small space, no thank you very much. Yeah, and it's not like he was like, oh, I'll quarantine for two weeks when I get here, and then, because when the pandemic first hit, he was, like, crazy about it, and wouldn't even let his, like, um, daughter go in their backyard. And now is, like, a fucking Trump supporter style, like, (laughs) covid denier and thinks it's all bs Ugh. yeah so he like flipped a switch really quick but during, he did he did youtube research totally so during this time 
while I'm like telling my mom I'm not going to his wedding or whatever, him and I are arguing on Facebook about Black Lives Matter because I think that they do and he thinks that all lives matter and I don't think I have to explain to any of you why that's stupid. Anyway, so we had this big long argument. He was like Ooh, going out of his way. This quote perfectly sums up why your brother's mad about Black Lives Matter and it was oh let's see if i can remember the proper wording just because you did nothing with your privilege doesn't mean that you don't have it or something along those lines like basically your brother has all this white privilege and he fucked it or isn't it like wouldn't it be shitty to be a white man with all the privilege in the world and you did nothing with it something something something. like that that that's the sentiment basically Basically, you're a loser and that's why you're (laughs) mad not because um you actually think that everyone's equal he's such an idiot like in this argument that we were having this is an aside i'm not going to get into what it was it was just a whole bunch of like stupid back and forth but this one thing that he said i don't know if he forgot who he was talking to because he tried to tell me that there were places that he lived where he was in the racial minority and he experienced racism because of it and i was like motherfucker i'm your sister i know where you've lived Mm -hmm. and you have not lived anywhere that wasn't predominantly white you idiot north van north vancouver seattle um and then he's like no i lived in chinatown and i was like oh when did the like tiny little old asian ladies who go down there to buy their special herbs and do tai chi like fucking freak you you out and make you feel inferior like or you know make you feel like your life is at risk you dum-dum anyway uh so we had this argument on my facebook and i was being really like i I was being super honest and not Mm -hmm. backing down i was like i think that you're being an idiot i'm disappointed in your views blah 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 um so then he decides that the reason i'm not coming to his wedding is because we disagree about this all lives matter versus black lives matter and so there's this whole back and forth between all of my family members about this and so i decide okay i'm just going to send an email to everyone to clarify clarify what my view is so i send an email basically saying like yes julian well my brother's name is julian whatever julian and i disagree about black lives matter which is whatever it's a stalemate in our relationship the end I will come to your wedding or his wedding if he does it next year. I don't want to come because the pandemic freaks me out, freaks me out for my kids. Don't like the plane situation. I will absolutely 100% be at your wedding if you do it next year when there's like a vaccine or maybe something will have changed. Um, This is a super bad time. I don't know why you're doing it right now. Basically, I said that I sent it to everyone. So everyone knew I was on the same page or so that everyone was on the same page and they knew where I was coming from. Because they all have a tendency to stray from the truth, over-exaggerate, slash just straight-up fucking lie about stuff. So, Or talk about people behind their backs. and They all do. Yeah. I mean, I think that happens in a lot of families, but... But this is, like, not just, like, so-and-so said this, so-and-so did did this. It's like, oh, he's an asshole because of this. Like, it's really nasty. I'm sure the stuff she says about me is nasty. The stuff she says about... Who's she? They... (laughs) 
<laughs> Why are you making it about you? I was kind of actually more more so making it about your mom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, so I send that out and then he and I have a little bit more back and forth about how safe planes are or are not and whether or not the flu is more scary than COVID. Dumb shit. And then it's like radio silence for a while. And then I get an inquiry for a wedding through my photography, my wedding photography website. And it's this back and forth between me and this groom for a few days. All this information, getting married here, going to be this many hours. My in-laws are flying in from Ottawa. Um, It's on a farm, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah let me book you, let me book you, like, super eager to book. And I was like, okay. And I actually, like, he was so eager to to book with me that I was like, this is, like, kind of freaking me out. Is he just trying to get me to come out to Chilliwack to, like, murder me? So then I, like, Googled the address to make sure that it was, like, a real farm, and it was. And so I was like, okay. And I hadn't actually written back to say, yes, send me a deposit or not. It just showed up. And it showed up from my brother. And I hadn't had a chance to, like, send a contract or anything. But it says, we need to talk. This is for this name that he gave me. It was, like, Jilly. It was, like, Jesus. Damn, what's going on outside? Dumpster. Um, It was, like, Jack James or Jack Jilly Whack or something. It was, like, a... (laughs) It was a really in hindsight, made up name now that I think about it. So obviously what he did was create a fake name, fake addresses, fake email, and a fake story to try and like catfish me into admitting or catch me in some sort of lie that the reason I wasn't doing his wedding wasn't because of COVID, but was because of this whole argument about black lives matter can you just close the door yeah it should be done now hmm. um so he it was just so ridiculous so i was so pissed off because that was like a huge waste of my time and it was like there's a huge difference between going to a wedding as a family member with your children and your wife um when the couple is from out of town during a pandemic versus being a photographer at a wedding where the in-laws are from out of town. So he was trying to draw this comparison like, well, you you said that you would do this wedding when the in-laws are coming from Ontario, the same place I'm coming from. So obviously you're lying about not wanting to come to my wedding. And I was like, dude, that's different. Like my kids wouldn't be there. I don't have to come within six feet of a couple's in-laws when I'm photographing their wedding. Yeah, I'm not like hugging people. Um, all the weddings this summer that I've done have been outside with like lots of social distancing. And so, and some with masks. Yeah. And it hasn't been an issue. And if he had gotten to the point where I actually like filled out and sent a contract, he would see that in my contract, I say, I reserve the right to leave if anyone is exhibiting symptoms. And I also want people to stay away from me. And, um, I reserve the right to leave if I ever feel unsafe for any reason. So, um, he starts 
like power calling me and texting me and harassing me because he's trying to get me to talk to him because he thinks he got me in this like gotcha moment. Mm. And it totally wasn't. And then he starts getting my niece to text me and she's like eight and being, and I found that super fucked up because I'm like, I'm not talking to you, but you're trying to get me to talk to your kid when we haven't sorted out this like argument that we're in. And that's kind of like awkward. Well, he always pulls this whole guilt trip about like, don't you want to get the kids together? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, motherfucker, we are way more consistent with his daughter than he is with our kids. We send gifts every year on her birthday and at Christmas, and we call her sometimes, not very often, I will say, but he doesn't either. But he doesn't even send gifts or, like, say happy birthday or anything. Like, Sterling just had a birthday. Crickets. No. He messaged me. Oh. (laughs) Well, but he also didn't send anything. No card. No nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not about the money, and I mean, he has money, but it's not about the money. It's about the the effort and the like attention to these people that he's trying to make a big deal about wanting to be around, but only when it suits him and only when it benefits his argument. Yeah. And it's also annoying because I know that his like love language is money and gifts. So when he doesn't send money and not money, but if he doesn't send gifts to my kids, I do kind of take it as like, Hmm, what does that mean for you? Not because I want gifts for my kids or because that's my love language like mm-hmm. I really but you honestly know that that don't means care he's not putting that effort in or he doesn't feel that way or yeah. he doesn't think it's important to have a consistent relationship with his niece and nephew yeah um so eventually I'm like going back and forth I'm like do I even respond to this because he's so crazy I had already planned like you're no longer in my life that's fine uh, because I found it just super, super like boundary crossing, mm-hmm. really just fucking weird. Um, and I was like, I don't need anyone like that in my life. I can have a relationship with my niece without my brother. So then he just wouldn't leave me alone. And I was finally like, okay, fine. I'm going to respond to you. And I wrote him this email that was basically like, I wasn't going to respond, but since you won't leave me alone, I thought I should let you know why you've, like, effectively ended our relationship with your behavior. I told you why I didn't want to come to your wedding. I told you I would come if you rescheduled it it for a time when there wasn't a deadly global pandemic. And um, you then chose to not just accept what I said and maybe even tell me, like, oh, that's really disappointing, but to create a fake email address And try and catfish me unsuccessfully through my wedding website, which is, like, crossing my boundaries. It's, like, dishonest. It's Mm -hmm. immature. And I don't have any interest in having that in my life. Like, you are a 47-year-old man with a daughter. You should have better things to do with your time. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just the honest truth. Like, that's just the baseline. Like, why do you have so much time on your hands to do that? Secondly, why do you think that's a good idea? You know, you might think about doing something like that if you're, like, just angry in the moment. Be like, oh, I should. But then some more reasonable part of your brain would be like, that's fucking ridiculous. Because imagine if your entire family found out that you did that and you would look like such an idiot. Um, So I sent him that email and then I blocked him on Facebook and I blocked his email. And he had his wedding. And here's the kicker is that this wedding was a surprise to his wife or to his girlfriend. She 
had no say in it whatsoever. It was literally, they came here to have a family visit, according to him. And the day of the wedding, he's like, yep, so we're getting married today. And he didn't even do any of the fucking planning himself. He made your other brother's partner do all of it. Even though it was already going to be at her house, he made her do all the planning. And I'm hoping he paid her back for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Yeah, so he uh, picked out the dress. He chose the colors. He chose the flowers. He bossed other people around to get it done because he was in Ontario and he couldn't do anything from there. And Which so isn't true, but whatever. His girlfriend had no say in any of that. So no thought about maybe she had an idea about what kind of dress she wanted maybe she had some sort of idea about like where she would want to get married no it's just hey we're getting married today and i thought when i first heard about this well he can't do that because you need to get a marriage license and you both need to be present Mm -hmm. to get that but apparently that's not the case what no one person can get it what yeah we both had to go in person i think we just went both went in person but i don't apparently only one half of the couple needs to be there but don't you have to show ID for both parties? Nope. That's fucking weird. Right? Or he actually didn't do it and they're not really even married. Because <laughs> knowing your brother, that would also be possible. Who the fuck knows? So, like, consent issues, so many of them I can't even. Now I'm like, well, if that was going to be the wedding, even if there wasn't a pandemic, I don't know if I would have wanted to partake in that because it's super fucked up Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. i think like yeah even if like you wanted to surprise her with we are getting married and he was like we're getting married this week go pick out a dress and pick out the flowers and it was kind of this like rushed fun wedding of like we're doing this we're doing it soon let's make it happen Mm -hmm. is more acceptable to me but this thing of like we're doing it today and everything's already been planned i can't stop thinking about like not to mention, like, Serenity would have wanted to be involved. You know? Maybe. I think. She would have liked that. Serenity is my niece. Um, yeah. Maybe. It's just so fucked up. And, like, the thing is, too, my brother's now wife, she's just, like, a very mild-mannered person who doesn't, you know, my brother bosses her around and all this stuff, and she doesn't really ever stick up for herself. She's just really quiet, and she's just, like will silently get up and do whatever he's asking her to do. So I think there is absolutely no way in that moment, if she thought, no, I don't want to, that she could have actually... I don't think she would have been able to say no. No. And you wouldn't, like, even... So coercive, so manipulative, such a power difference between the two of them. And even if you are a more outspoken person, it would be difficult to say no in that situation. Yeah. Like, our other brothers were there, his dad was there... Uh, they had like a couple friends and it was just like, we're all here to see you get married. Is she really going to be like, no, when and then, she didn't drive them there. Yeah. She doesn't really make her own money. She, what's she going to do? Like walk? They it live 30 minutes out me. of town. It wouldn't surprise me if he like holds onto her passport so she can't <laughs> go anywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So fucked up. I just can't get over it. And then in the end. I guess whatever fucking dress that he got her. He didn't know her dress size. What the fuck, motherfucker? Don't pick out a dress for someone 
If you don't know their dress size. But also, you can't just look at a size for a fucking wedding dress. No. That's not how it works. And he obviously didn't even bother to check the size, but the sizing's different depending on... There's so many factors. Yeah, like anybody knows. You can't just be like, I'm a size 6, and that means I'm going to be a size 6 at Gap and Old Navy and Zara, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it might be a 4 or an 8. Anyway, so it's like the dress didn't fit, and so she had to wear my other brother's partner's old wedding dress, which is, like, fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was wondering why it looked so long, because one of them, the one whose wedding dress it was, is quite tall, and the other one is very short. So <laughs> it was way too long. I thought it looked kind of dated, too. I was like, that was a weird choice. When you told me that, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the pictures Lord. aren't very nice either. Well, they I didn't was, even bother to get a photographer. I don't know. Maybe they haven't gotten their photos back yet. I'm not friends with my brother on Facebook, so he could be posting. I don't know. But then your other other brother, <laughs> the third one, the one that was not the one whose house it was at and was not the one who's getting married, said that um, the bride seemed mad. Mm-hmm. Which tracks. <laughs> I'd be mad too. So that's a very long convoluted story and I hope that you all got it mm-hmm. too long didn't read my brother got married during a pandemic and didn't tell his wife <laughs> until they were getting until married. they were getting married <laughs> and we didn't go and I saw that they got wedding rings mm. like because I did see some pictures um that my mom sent me mm-hmm. and then like three days later Who also didn't go Oh, yeah, my mom didn't go, which, like, whatever. She can't make any plans, really, ever. But it's really good that she didn't go. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so they had wedding rings. And then I saw on my other brother's Facebook, because they're together right now, they're all in Ontario, that he's no longer wearing it. (laughs) (laughs) It was so important to him to get married. Talking to the microphone. It was so important to him to get married. He wouldn't want anyone else to know that he's married, maybe if he's, like, out on a night out with his brother. Probably. Ugh. Anyway. Um. Anyway, Black Lives Matter. That's all. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Silas is really into throwing things right now. Specifically at people's faces and heads. And for some reason, they're always hard things. Very hard things. Big, hard toys, mostly. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, full-sized, or, what? how big would you, like, a foot by half a foot, big truck, like a Tonka truck at Sterling's head, hit her, threw a cup of milk at her head, mm. didn't hit her, mm. but was very close. He threw uh, a fire truck at my forehead at close range, dro- <laughs> actually dropped it on my head because I was laying down because we were wrestling. And then he was just, it's like he, ha- he does it when he gets this like pent up, like, Ugh! like he has just too much energy. He doesn't like when he gets all riled up kind of. Yeah. When he's either frustrated or just riled, he threw the dining table from Sterling's new dollhouse at Sterling. And missed and then hit the cat. And it's, and it's pretty, like, it's like full wood. It's made out of wood and it's like pretty, it's like bigger than my hand. I mean, <laughs> fuck, he's such a shit. Yeah. He's, 
so hard to be mad at, though. Because we will, like, put him in his crib to make him just have a minute to calm down and think about what he did. And he cries and goes, you hurt my feelings. And is so sad. And you're just like. (laughs) Or he says that he's scared when it's like the middle of the day and the doors open and it's bright and sunny. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm like, but are you? He might be because he's super weird about the bathroom. When the bathroom door is open. and The, the like, ensuite? Yeah. And the light is off, he gets wiggy. Like, he, I have to close that door every night when I put him to sleep. Hmm. And, like, even during the day, if I turn the lights off and he's, like, or the lights are off and he's, like, trying to go in there for something, he'd be like, Mom. Like, he's he's scared of the shadows. And I keep telling him, it's just shadows. It's okay. And he's like, hmm. Huh. Yeah. Sterling's afraid of shadows, too. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, and today, this morning, he was telling me, I see that angry face. And I was like, what angry face? And he saw an angry face in the, like, folds of the comforter. I was like, okay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, our daycare worker was saying that, because he throws stuff at daycare, too. She's like, sometimes I think he's about to throw something, and I'll go and take it away from him. And then I realize that he's just, like, holding it up. <laughs> she'll be like Ooh, like running across the room to try and like dive in front of whatever he's gonna because toss because he's actually like brought harm to other kids who take care like he threw a toy at one of the kids faces and cut him and then he pushed one of the other kids down and he fell down and skinned his knees on the cement and he's so little yeah Ugh. i want our kid i don't want yeah i don't want our kid to be like the bruiser who's hurting everybody i know but it's it's he's not going to be like that. It's just a phase that like every fucking two year old goes through. It's so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on the plus side, he's potty training and he's doing pretty well. I never realized how much I wanted to not have diapers anymore <laughs> oh until we started to not have diapers. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the best. I feel free, <laughs> especially because we do cloth diapering. So that's like a whole fucking thing of like. So much laundry, so much poop, so much mess. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And because we will would just like get a bunch of dirty cloth diapers back at the end of the day from daycare and you're like, ugh, old poop. And then sometimes you forget about them till the next day and you're like, double old poop. Or you try and use the stupid diaper sprayer in the toilet and you fucking spray <laughs> shit water all over yourself in the fucking bathroom. <gasps> oh, I don't miss it. Hi. We haven't had to deal with a poo diaper in so long. It's so oh nice. Oh my god, when he poops on the toilet, I could fucking dance. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I swear this earth better be happy that we chose to cloth diaper because fuck. If it wasn't like end times, there's no way I would do it. It's so much easier to just throw it away. Yeah, but even with disposable diapers, you still have to deal with the poop. Not in the same way, No, though. I mean, it's different. It's different, no. but... That being said, you should use cloth diapers. It's way better for the earth. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, here's a funny story. I was on Zoom for a staff meeting, working from home, and uh, Jackie was home. Why were you home? Oh, it was a vacation. It was right before we went on vacation, so Jackie took a day to, like, pack, but I still worked that day. And so I'm on this call and um 
I don't, I just have the iPhone headphones that don't have the same plug as my laptop. And so I don't have headphones. So if the mic's on, it's just like picking up everything in the room. And it's just, you know, people chatting. And Jackie walks into the kitchen, which is where I'm like standing with my computer and lets out the biggest, loudest fart of all time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then looks at me like super happy with herself and then realizes that I'm on this like Skype or Zoom call with everyone that I work with and is like, (gasps) and then ducks down. Like, you're trying to disappear even though they can't see you. Mm-hmm. And you gave me a few seconds of, like, stewing in it. And then you were like, I was on mute. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that was early in your work from home life. Yeah. That was so funny. That was. That was a good couple moments where you thought that you. I thought for sure farted I in did. front of everyone. But they would have thought it was you. I would have told them it was you. I know. Turn my camera to see you. But if I was crouched down, you wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> see, my my ta- tactic was smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a cute thing. So Silas's new favorite thing to say to me is, I like you, mom. And he'll just like rub my face and say, I like you, mom. And then what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, yeah. Sterling said that we were talking about her birthday the day before her birthday. Like, you're going to be four tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. And then she goes, will my name still be Sterling when I'm four? <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I love the questions she asks. She's so smart, that kid. Mm-hmm. She's such a cool kid. She really is. She's I've never met a kid like her. She's funny. She's silly. She's super smart. She's really, like, really knows what she wants. She's very persistent and, like, headstrong and sure of herself she's just awesome and she's like writing already she was doing it before she even turned four. Oh yeah and she like remembers too when she's like how do you spell stop and i'm like s-t-o-p and she'll like write it down and then two days later we'll be like stop s-t-o-p it's just like her memory is amazing i wish i had a memory like that mm-hmm. she wrote hi mom in magnets on the fridge mm-hmm. angie thought it was me i was like nope but that would also be weird. I was going to write, hi, mom. Hi to me. Hello, Jackie. How are you? Like, I don't know. It was just so didn't seem like something our kids could do. Yeah. Hi, space mom. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's wild. crazy. Well, and Silas now at two is recognizing letters and knows what sound they make. Not all of them, but some of them. It's pretty cool, man. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. And we got a, we did a family photo shoot, which I posted some of the pictures on our Instagram. It was so good. I was so happy to get it done because I, being the photographer of the family, I'm never in any fucking pictures other than iPhone pictures, which aren't the top quality ones. Yeah. And you were so stressed out about it. You were like putting so much pressure on this photo shoot and you were like, well, you know, it has to be really good because we're not going to like do it again for a long time. And I was like, Why? You just looked at me like with this blank expression. I was like, we could do it every year. That's a thing. I don't know. I just thought because we hadn't gotten one up to that point that I was like, well, obviously we're only going to do this once and never again. That's not true. We got a proper photo shoot with Sterling when I was pregnant. Yes. It was not the same kind of thing, though, because it was just with Kendall. And it was just sort of something she was doing for us for free. 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't as formal, that's for sure. Yeah. But it was still a nice shoot. Yeah. We got some nice pictures. Although Sterling wasn't super into it when we were doing it. That was challenging. Mm-hmm. But she was one and a half yeah. at the time. So uh, We bribed the kids with Smarties and gummy worms, and they were pretty good. There's some pictures where they look like they're being human trafficked. Yeah. But most of them, they look like they belong to us and are happy to they be do. with us, right? I don't think they look like they belong to us ever. <laughs> but, um, yeah. They were really good. I mean, we were doing it for an hour. That's a long fucking time for a little kid. And it was on a Friday night after a really long week. They'd been, like, up so long. And we were, like, walking around the trails. Mm-hmm. So good. they were, they always impressed me. They're very, very good kids. Mm-hmm. They're so well behaved. They're so smart. They're so loving. And tomorrow we're going to go have Sterling's family party with Jackie's family. Mm-hmm. The whole and thing is frozen themed. It is. And I'm, okay, so this cake, back to the cake. Let's end with the cake that we started with the cake. It's going to have three levels. Three levels or three layers? Isn't that the same thing? Three tiers? Yeah. Three levels, three Three levels tiers. sounds like floors in a house. No. And... It's going to go from, like, darker blue to lighter blue to purple on the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bottom is going to be, like, covered in purple, white, and blue sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to be fondant with her name. And then the second tier is going to have fondant, white fondant um, ice. Snowflakes? Yes, snowflakes. Fuck words man ice flakes (laughs) ice flakes and then the top tier is going to have crushed rock candy like white ice ice basically looking rock candy sprinkled on top we have a little figurine bernie and a little figurine sven and then there's this cake topper that i got off etsy that says sterling for with anna and elsa standing back to back like the way that they do and okay, I guess I should specify it's Frozen 2 themed. <laughs> uh, I hope it looks good. I will post a picture. and She's also see. getting a homemade Elsa costume from my mom and the proper Elsa boots from my brother and sister-in-law in Australia. My sister is de- decorating her entire house with like lights and ice and snowflakes and is making it look like Atahalan, I guess. Uh, an ice cave. And it's going to be so awesome. Yeah, she's going to have so much fun. It's so cool. Yeah. And we might actually have my grandma come by. Which would Ooh. be a first for her in a long, long, long time. That lady has been very, very solitary. Because of COVID. Yeah. Well, not solitary. She still sees the other, her, some of her friends in her building. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't go out. So. All right. Well, it's been nice catching up with you guys. We're going to go watch something. And uh, keep an eye on our Instagram. I do post there occasionally. I never do. You're so much better at all the things than me. 
mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. internet things, all the social media things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We love you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.